Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We enjoy this opportunity. We're honored to be able to come across your earways today and talk about the book of Psalms and songs in the night and what God's doing. We still find ourselves, thankfully, in Psalm 119, learning so much. We're about to break the 100 mark, so maybe by the end of this podcast today, we'll be about two-thirds of the way through this psalm. It's a big psalm. I think there's 170-something verses. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked in a long time, but there's a lot of verses. Yes, 176. I say, that's what I was going to yeah, one of us, I'm not going to say who it is, was a bookworm and memorized this psalm when she was a kid. Uh, one of us has a hard time remembering what I read a few minutes ago. So anyway, that's where we are. And uh, so we're going on. We're going through 119. And this is what I'm thinking, folks. I'm thinking that the psalms have opened up this light, lighted area for us, have opened up this just wealth of information. You know, there is a treasury here. There's a treasury of words and what's going on, and the psalmist is sharing those things. Mm-hmm. But before we get going, we need to point out what a knucklehead looks like so none of us will ever be a knucklehead. So we continue on with the not knucklehead moment, and it's Stephanie's turn. So, Stephanie Wesco, you might be a knucklehead if... If you're going 80 miles an hour in a 45-mile zone. And that's Greenville, South Carolina. So you might be a knucklehead if you're speeding. Everybody speeds a little. We shouldn't. It's against the law. But sometimes we've been known to go a little bit faster than we should. And sometimes I go a little slower than I should. Yeah, well, I was know? doing that last night. And Daniel's like, oh, Mom, you know, you can go 45 here, not 30. I think that, I think a kid had to use the bathroom. He ate a pretty good-sized plate of ribs, <laughs> praise God. He was he was wanting to get out of here and go use the bathroom. I think, I think you had two that had the bathroom in mind when you left out of here. Oh, uh, <laughs> But Thank anyway, you for that information. I just thought I'd share that with you. You know, men don't usually share that, so I'll just show you why your boys were in such a hurry. I, I could tell by the way they were holding themselves. Oh, Doug, that is getting cut. Yeah, okay, well, I'll make sure we take that out of there. And Plus, Hudson had destroyed the bathroom down here, so we just have to, we, they, they just wanted to wait. That's all I'm saying. All right, so here we are. We're on Psalm. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we changed up food that's right with God to healthy food that's right with God, and we're starting with fruits. That's right. So, Stephanie, a fruit that's right with God. Doug, I am loving the southern peaches. Praise. And there's one I'm handed to her. I'm handing her a half they a peach. They are so much. I think we're going to have to stop at Costco today before we leave and grab some because, yeah. let me tell you, they are so much better down here. And By the big. time they ship them up north, Bigger's better. They just aren't as good. Yeah, the bigger the peach, the better. I'm oh. telling you, that juice will just slide. And if you get a chance, uh, you got to have a donut peach. Oh, I still haven't had one of those. They'll have one. Uh, if you go to Publix or something, they'll have them there. They'll have a few. They're, they're running out. You, you're not going to get the best, but you'll get a pretty good one. So peaches, folks. Peaches are good. They make you feel mm, good about yourself. so delicious. A little bit of fruit toes in there, but they're good. They're 
What, 100 calories for a big one? I was going to say, they're not as much as like a duck donut. No. You're still, you know, I did eat a lot more peaches and blueberries to help make up for not. Yeah, that's all you can do is try that. You know, then we watched this cooking show last night, (laughs) Be Our Chef on Disney. It's Emmy's favorite show. And so we watched She loves it. cooking shows just like Uncle Dud. She does. And we watched it last night and they made a drink with blueberry comp. I don't know. It looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, it did look really good. But anyway, here we are. We're in Psalm 119. <laughs> we continue to learn what God has for us. And it seems like what God has for us is to stop fainting, start hoping, start reading the word of God, trust in the word of God, obey his precepts, his rules, trust his rules, trust his commandments. They're broad. They'll take care of everything we're dealing with. And continually, the psalmist is pointing toward an identity that we find and enjoy in God that's in the book of Psalms. That's what I'm seeing. And uh, I think we continue on with that now. We're on verse number 97 of Psalm 119. I want to hop right into this. And verse number 97 says, How, oh how, love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. You know, our enemies follow us. They're always with us. They're knuckleheads. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have reframed my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, but thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to thy mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. What are you thinking, Stephanie? He's talking an awful lot about understanding and precepts. Well, I'm seeing here that you know, we had mentioned in a previous podcast about God's word being a safe place. And when I look at this section of Psalm 119, it's like he starts it off like Psalm, the verse 97 is just like this introduction saying, making this declaration, I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. And then he, it's like he gives the reasons why he loves God's law so much. And Verse 98, it just makes me smile because he starts off by saying, one of the reasons, God, that I love your law is because through your commandments, you've made me wiser than mine enemies because they're always with me. And there, it's this, this idea of being hounded and being stalked, if I can just use that term, because... Um, I've lived in this place (laughs) and the idea of where people, you're just wanting to say, leave me alone. I'm living my life. And yet they don't leave you alone because again, we've talked about this abusers. Oxygen flow is abuse. It's control. It's whatever their means of destroying you, you know, whatever they're trying to do. And the idea that God's word can make you wiser than them because yeah. we deal with cunning, you know, the proud, they're deceitful. They're, they look, they look, they, a lot of times they come as angels of light. They're wolves in sheep's clothing, but you can look to God and have confidence that through his word, he will give you wisdom. He will make you wiser than them, that you can know what way to walk, what way to avoid 
those pitfalls they will put for you. And I think that's, you know, we, it, we've read other places about the pits, the, the, the enemy, the proud, laying pits or snares. And if you look to God's word and look to him for his wisdom, he can give you guidance that will make you wiser than them. That yeah. you can be a prudent man who foresees the evil and hides himself. I just think that that makes me smile to know I can rest in the fact that as I look to God, he will make me wiser than mine enemies. You know, and, and, and it's a challenge to do that. Uh, we just got to challenge ourselves. We got to do it. We got to look to God. In the midst of the enemy attacks, they're everywhere. We keep on yep. seeing it. It's on these enemies are everywhere. Yep. They're digging pits. They're trying to ensnare him. They're trying to catch him. Undoubtedly, they're trying to throw sin into his life. They want to ruin his testimony. They want to ruin it. And we've got them. Yep. You know, the, the sad thing is, you know, people prey on those of us who are messed up a little bit, who have PTSD and stuff. They really, they do. They say, man, I can, I can pick on Doug. He screwed up, you know. And, uh, and we've seen that firsthand. We, we lived with that pastor who tried to hurt us and the missionary and another pastor who said he heard something at your dad's table. I mean, people just lie, cheat. I mean, but God doesn't. No. And that's why his word is our safe place. And that's why we got to go to that safe place. Yep. We got to get away from Listen, these, these narcissists are out there. The guys we're talking about, they've been fired from churches. The kids drive by their church. I mean, it's real to them. They got no one else to pick on. I mean, but other people. So let's ruin their lives. Yeah. You got those people in your life too. But here's the good news. Separate from them. Leave them. And know that even if they're following you, you don't have to live in fear of them. I think that was a huge, yeah. a huge thing I had to work through was you don't, if you let, if you live in fear of them, you are giving them control over you. You because are. Because God does not give that spirit of fear. And let me say this, and I want to, you know, if you're married to somebody who's a narcissist and a freak, go get biblical counseling. God loves marriage, hates divorce. But if they're just somebody outside of the, they're not somebody who's laying on the other side of the bed than you are, I think, you know, we don't owe them anything. Nope. You know, we don't have to put up with abuse. We don't have to go down the road of abuse. You know, even if you're married to someone, don't be abused. I and mean, don't, and don't, um, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me as we've gone through that just this week of podcasts, um, it talked, he talked about making false accusations. And I think another thing that God's word does for you is it keeps you from living in that false guilt. Because quite frankly, these, the people that liked to hound you, the, the people that like to try to control you with fear or false accusations, if they can get you to live in a constant state of tearing down yourself because they're making statements to you like you did this and yet you know it's completely false, but because they're throwing that you at you over and over and over again, it keeps you in defeat. Don't let them live in that defeat. God's word is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Living in defeat is not living in a safe place. It's not. God did not create us to live in defeat. He didn't create us to to live under that condemnation. And when someone says to you, you've, you know, condemns you and it's not the truth and they leave you in this, in this catch one of it's either my way or the highway and it's their way. It's not God's way or the highway. As Doug said, you don't need to hang out with people like that. They're not a source of encouragement. They're not building you up and drawing you closer to the Lord Jesus. And a true friend will seek to build you up and help yeah. you become more like Jesus, not condemn you and tear you down. Yeah. And so follow my rule that I stayed off in. You can pick your nose and you can pick your friends and uh, <laughs> do both discriminately. 
please. <laughs> I, I hate seeing people pick their nose. I get, I get the meaning behind it. I understand why it's got to happen. But, you know, step into a restroom, a powder room or something. Bring what some Kleenex with it. world does yeah. that have to do with this oh, I, song? I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> she just hit her head on the table laughing so hard. <laughs> but anyway, you get. <laughs> you know, when we look at verses number 97 through 100, <laughs> we got to regroup here, man. Uh, you missed. Oh, you can, you can pick. <laughs> no, please don't go back. Let's get back on the wisdom topic. Well, picking your friends discriminately is wisdom. <laughs> and so anyway, we must love his word and meditate on it. I think that's what those first four verses are telling us here. We got to love it. We, we got to meditate on it. We got to get through it. And then we get to 101 and 102. And, and uh, it's teaching us to obey God's word. And I think... You know, a, a wise man seeketh righteousness and follow it. A wise man yeah. do those. Di- we're going to be in Proverbs. When, when we get through these 150 Psalms, we're going right into the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. But I, I think uh, I think that as we go here, you know, we, we got to obey what God has for us, short of yeah. uh, obeisance, uh, short of totally selling out, short of uh, we're not all the way in. We need to be all the way in with God's word. And, you know, we can't discriminately, uh, you know, pick different parts of the word that we say, well, this really doesn't apply. Well, it all kind of applies. And I, I think that's really significant. And then when you get down to 103 and 104, I think there's an enjoyment of God's word going here. How sweet are thy words unto my taste? Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I like honey. So when I see this as an analogy, that works for me. As a matter of fact, Stephanie just bought me some cinnamon whipped. The only kind of honey I really like now is cinnamon whipped honey from Bee Savannah Bee. I've been spoiled. Once you've been to Savannah Bee honey, it's hard to go anywhere else. You know, it's hard to have any other kind of honey because they're whipped cinnamon honey. It's like heaven to me. You know, it's like to me it represents everything good. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And, and I do, I believe that enjoying God's word and hating the false words are important. I think you got to have both sides of that. Mm-hmm. You got to have the side where you go into God's word enough that you fall in love with God all over again. Every time you look at a verse, you're loving him more. It's not that you're falling out. You're seeing more of his word and growing in it and loving him more and saying, how in the world did I get in this deep dock dungeon? How in the world did I getting this man-made pit, but I enjoy God's word. It's so sweet. It's like eating honey. I'm enjoying that. And so, Stephanie, here comes that million-dollar question that I ask you a hundred times out of a hundred times on these podcasts. So how does somebody enjoy God's word? Well, for starters, sometimes we don't enjoy things that are good for us the first time. You know, I have kids that the first time I fed them vegetables as a baby, even if they were fresh, I would make baby food from scratch with fresh green beans or fresh carrots, whatever, and I would cook them down, and I would add salt. I would make it the best-tasting baby food you could find. They still didn't like the vegetables. They still didn't appreciate that that is what Mommy was trying to feed them. Mm -hmm. Now those kids absolutely love vegetables. Yeah. And there are times that initially we have to make a choice. We have to choose to trust God and obey. You do. Trust and obey. And I really believe 
that when we take steps of faith, you know, I honestly did not like, there's still times I don't like, when I'm tired and I'm weak, there's times I don't want to pray. There's maybe times that I feel like God has failed me. Satan is is throwing those darts of doubt at me. And I don't, I'm like, why am I praying to God? Why am I doing this? Because God's not listening to me anyway. Well, that is a bold-faced lie from the devil. It is. And yep. you have to make that choice to say, no, that's not true. I'm going to buy faith. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to spend time talking to him. And as I do, guess what? Suddenly, that prayer time's become that prayer time becomes the sweetest place. Yeah. And I think a lot of the loving that, you know, where it becomes literally sweet to our taste. In other words, our whole palate, everything about us has changed where we desire this. It's like sugar to us. There's an addictiveness there to spending time with Jesus. The more we choose to obey him, he He makes that happen in us where he creates that desire in us to spend time with him where it's not, it's like a husband and a wife where they want to spend time together. It's not something they have to force to happen. And that's how God means it to be in our relationship with him where, you know, I bought my kids these honey sticks at Savannah Bee Company. I ate one. And I suddenly have a problem on my hands because guess what my kids now want? They don't want candy. They want honey sticks. I want one. And that's how we're to desire God, where maybe the first time we do it, it's like, okay, that was great. The next time we do it, oh, that was really good. The next time we're doing it, oh, man, I can't wait till I get to do this again. And where that becomes our way of life. And as that happens, the more we fall in love with Jesus, the more things of this world will grow strangely dim. The more the evil of this world, and not just evil of this world, but evil in, in our own hearts, where it, there will become a hatred there for sin. There will become a hatred for deceit. There will become a hatred for anything that God hates. Yeah. And where it's not all about a list of rules that we're following. Yeah. It just becomes, we love Jesus so much. Anything that isn't going to please him, we just don't want anything to do with it. Oh, And yeah. the more that becomes our life, that is Christ on a real reality basis being our strong tower, where it's not just a concept, where it is our life, where each day he is our strong tower because we're living there. It's not just something we have to run to, yeah, maybe we have to climb higher in that strong tower and when those waves are crashing at us, but we're living there. That's that's the safe place. Loving Jesus is a safe place. It is. It is. And, and I think when we're in the Word of God, and, and this is a lesson too, is we need to look for the peace. I always told my Bible students this, that I used to go over, I was a chaplain actually when I was in the Army in New York for the elementary school, and I was able to preach a lot of chapels and to teach a couple classes uh, as a, a professor, you know, a visiting professor and stuff online. And I always tell my students, you need to be looking for the double P's, too, when you're going through the book of Psalms. You need to be looking for the precepts. And we forget we need to be looking for the promises. Mm-hmm. And we probably need to be writing them down. If we want joy, if we want to find these things, we got to write yeah. down what God's words teach. Because you can look at a precept and get joy out of that. Bible journaling. Yeah, don't do this. Uh or this is going to happen to you. You know, it's good to know or. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to find or Proverbs. in the Bible. Yeah, Proverbs is full of those. It's filled with ors. So look for the precepts. Look for the promises. Write them down. Trust them. Cash them in. So we picked this song for today, Stephanie. I want you to take a minute and talk about this song. It's the name of the Lord. 
Talk about the authorship in, in, in this song. This is not one of Stephanie and my songs other than she performed it. It's a dear friend of hers, Mary Lynn, and I guess her husband wrote the music. Tell us about this song. So um, my friends John and Mary Lynn Van Gelderen wrote The Name of the Lord. Yeah. And um, it's a song that just, I think actually they wrote it for someone who had cancer. They oh. wrote it for a friend of theirs, and praise the Lord, I'm pretty sure she's in remission. Amen. But um, this song became precious to to my, to me personally on deputation because I had a lot of struggles on deputation um, with some things. And after Charles died, this song became even more precious to our family. Um, as we focused on who Jesus was to us, it kept us going. This song was honestly one of those songs that we would sing when we were, when, you know, we, we couldn't talk. We would just sing. And this was a song we sang a lot. Amen. And this song is for you guys. I think the name of the Lord will be a blessing to you. Hey, listen, uh, in just a few minutes, our, our partner, our friend, uh, part of our production crew, our dear friend, uh, Eric, brother Eric, is going to take a minute and he's going to uh, share the gospel with you at the end of this song. Make sure you listen to every word. We, it, we think it's more important than anything else that you be saved. And uh, make sure you pay attention to this. If there's any way we can help you, please go to Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a note. We'll get right back to you. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. Hey, listen, love somebody out there today. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.